This is a GRDC podcast. I want this podcast to do two things. Firstly, alert you to some exciting new work that's been done in the field of yield response curves in the face of serial disease, but also to give you a glimpse of the backstory, the countless hours of toil that's gone into making this GRDC investment a valuable new tool for growers and advisors. Now, you probably see yield response curves each year when you're deciding which crop variety to use next. But five years of trials have recently been completed that develop yield response curves especially to incorporate a number of plant diseases and soil-borne pathogens to measure their impact on yield in some of the more established cereal varieties. Recently, I caught up with two of the people who were closely involved in developing these important trials and the subsequent analysis of the results. Robert Luffman is recently retired as a Principal Research Officer with the West Australian Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development. And Karen Reeves is a biometrician, formerly with Saggy West, but now with Deepert. Firstly, Karen gave me a simple definition of what a yield response curve is and why they're a valuable tool for the grains industry. So a yield response curve is just a function that describes two variables, one of which is yield and the other is the increasing pathogen burden. So it basically describes the relationships between those two variables and what you can see is for each variety how much yield is lost as the disease burden increases. Rob Luffman says the Yield Response Curve project creates a valuable new tool for growers to which they've not previously had access. Well, it's good to acknowledge the fact that GRDC had the initiative for this project in the early days and I think it arose out of a desire to have a clear understanding among growers as to how they use variety resistance information when they're deciding about their farming practices and and their cropping programs from year to year. So within that there are a number of choices around varieties and obviously yield is very important but in addition to that some factors around proneness to disease can be critical in certain environments and so the project was really designed to fill in some knowledge gaps around that and to explore the extent to which varieties could underpin lower risk production in the presence of a a range of disease threats that growers face around Australia every year. Karen points out that the project was different in that it was set up specifically to derive statistically valid yield response curves to ensure the reliability of the information by creating a range of disease burdens in varieties that themselves had a range of resistance and tolerance to the disease. Rob Luffman says growers should gain a lot of value from the results. Well, I think growers are very familiar with using yield response curves in in a number of areas. For example, in crop nutrition, they're used to the fact that as you add additional nitrogen or or nutrients, then you don't necessarily get the same level of yield addition. And so that response is very informative and, and helps them. In a similar way, I think we can derive quite clear value in terms of understanding some of the relationships between how much of a disease burden is occurring on a, on a crop or some different varieties and their likely performance in uh, field situations or in on-farm situations. So the way that we've done that is to create some contrasts and 
subtleties in the experiment that, that probe different environments around Australia, that probe different levels of disease intensity and probe different diseases. And so we focused on a range of foliar diseases like yellow spot, but also root disease such as crown rot, and in particular cases also root pests, such as root lesion nematode. And we've done that by combining different levels of intensity of those with different varieties having some or no resistance. And the interaction and the expression of those factors is really what's given us uh, some very valuable information to understand how varieties respond to diseases in different situations. So a five-year project, not only involving Karen and Rob, but also many other researchers who ran the field trials, which were designed and analysed by Karen and biometrician Clayton Faulkner, who's with the northern node of SAGI. Well, uh, uh, every trial that's run for agricultural purposes should be designed by a biometrician. There's an awful lot of theory that sits behind the valid design of trials. Trials are a, a specialist task that you undertake in order to determine a cause and effect. So you're, you're wanting to say that something that you have applied to the trial has caused some kind of result. To do that, to do that validly, there's a whole lot of theory that sits underneath that about ways that the trial needs to be designed. So it's very important to have a professional design trials. Rob? Well, I think a good example of that is in the case of the nematode experiments that we conducted in this project. And to do each yield loss response experiment for the nematodes, we actually had to run field experiments over the same site for two years in a, in a row. And the first year was used to establish a differentiation of nematode population in the soil as the natural habitat of the nematode. And then the second year, the experiment was conducted to include the varieties that we were seeking to test their resistance expression. And the consequence of having to do that over two years creates some particular design challenges. And the fact that there are nematodes there and their natural distribution in the soil and their natural behaviours in the soil varies location-wise within the experiment. All those nuances needed to be managed and modelled in order to get the best out of a particular experiment and to not spend money unwisely so that we could really capture the maximum value and the opportunity from the investment by industry in these experiments. The amount of work is huge. So it's a five-year project and I worked half time on this for those five years. There was a, a lot of trials to design. There's a lot of data to analyse, uh, a lot of meetings to go to, like, and a lot of decisions to be made about how they would collect data, how the data would be displayed, how the data would be summarised, how the trials would be designed, a whole lot of decisions that the biometrician had to be involved in, in discussions with the pathologists. And then, of course, at the other end is the analysis and finally the development of an app that growers and advisors can use to access the results. A huge job, as Karen says. In fact, Rob is convinced it's a job that could not have been done without the biometrician's involvement. I think the value of the statistics relationship in this project was very evident from the start. For example, we were able to come to a very quick agreement around the design concepts for the experimental series and we were also able to recognise that it was going to generate a huge amount of data and that that data needed to be carefully managed and curated for quality control purposes. And so having the involvement of statistics for the Australian grains industry team based throughout Australia but a project supported and initiated through GRDC as well 
that's provided a key resource to make sure that this, the quality of science and the impact from the investment in this R&D is maximised. And as a result, there'll be a strong project legacy and things like this visualisation app will be built on the back of that. But there'll also be a resource for future scientists to build an, an improved understanding of this area as well going forward. Not to mention a series of protocols that will be applicable to a range of other crops in the future if industry determines that there is a need for that investment, for example, in other crops such as pulses and oilseeds. So what was the toughest part of such a massive undertaking? Biometrician Karen Reeves has only admiration for the researchers in the field. The biggest challenge that I can think of isn't a personal difficulty, but it's what we asked, or we biopatricians asked of the trial providers. We designed trials and we asked them to create disease epidemics, and we wanted those disease epidemics to be certain levels, you know, no disease, low disease, uh, medium, high, and then very, very high. So we basically asked them to create trials where they created a disease epidemic of the size we wanted or of the intensity we wanted. We wanted it to be kept separate from the plot next door. We wanted it to be constrained to the plot it was in. Uh, and we needed lots of those over the trial. That strikes me as a very, very difficult thing to ask a trial provider to do. And then on top of that, we asked them to keep other diseases out of the trial. So I think it's just so admirable that they were able to achieve that. Rob, what do you think was the biggest challenge in the whole project? Well, I think making sure we were targeting the delivery of the information to the right audience and designing our experiments and protocols around that. Karen's alluded to some of the challenges associated with dialing up the particular dilemma that you're trying to create in a crop. It's not something that's all that straightforward and in one or two of these diseases we really did struggle to to hit the right target every single time. But broadly speaking, I think the, the biology was pretty amazing and there was some great expertise in this project. And I think I'd like to acknowledge and a, and a big shout out to all of the co-operators and the collaborators who came into the project, in and out of the project on a seasonal basis and contributed their expertise and blood, sweat and tears to help make the project a success. But yeah, targeting the information and making sure we were drilling down into what was relevant and important for the industry, I think will be a measure of our success. Hopefully um, industry finds it that way. Rob Luffman, formerly a Principal Research Officer with the West Australian Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development. And before Rob, biometrician Karen Reeves, who, along with biometrician Clayton Faulkner from Statistics for the Australian Grains Industry in the Northern Region, designed these important trials that will deliver growers valuable information they will have for the very first time. And my name is Chris Brown. <laughs>